Hi, everyone. This is Paul Dick, owner of Stark Strength and Conditioning Stark CrossFit, and I am here with Ben Fransu today. Hi, everybody. So we uh, we were getting a little lit up this morning having a conversation. <laughs> we're like, let's pull out the mic and do a podcast. So we kind of, uh, uh, we're just calling it, what are you training for? So um, we've been seeing a lot of like posts out there from, from different companies doing uh, like short-term challenges, like four-week challenges, six-week challenges, which sometimes isn't a bad idea to get people going, get them, you know, off the couch, get them moving. But what really bothers me about some of these, uh, some of these uh, competitions or uh, challenges is that they're not promoting long-term success. They're not teaching athletes and individuals how to become better, how to learn um, you know, good movement mechanics, how to learn proper eating habits. Um, they're getting like very, uh, very restrictive diets. They're getting recommendations on supplements to take like ephedrine and uh, other fat burners and stuff like that. And uh, it's, it's frustrating to see because everyone wants everything now. So it's, it's easy to sell that. It's easy to sell, you know, quick fixes and stuff like that. But if, if, you know, you're on these supplements for long periods of time, that can screw up your metabolism. Um, and, and most of the people that, you know, I've heard from that are on these things, and these are, these are previous clients of mine, they'll go into like a supplement store and, um, you know, they'll get recommendations on what supplements to take to burn fat. They're the people that are still overweight and they're just looking for that solution to, to kind of drop that weight and, uh, you know, be successful. And they're just struggling with it for years because they just don't want to take the time to go and put in the effort to go and get that grocery shopping done and to have that good food at home and to put time aside to prepare it and to make sure that you are successful with uh, with reaching your goal that way rather than, hey, I'm going to take these pills and then I'm going to do mindless exercise and uh, just sweat my ass off so that I can, you know, hopefully meet the goals of, of this challenge. But uh, I'm going to... I'm going to hand it over to you there, Ben, and uh, we're going to keep this party rolling. Man, I mean, we could, we could just had the podcast right there. Like, that was, like, fire. Like, just, if everybody was not listening really close to that, you need to pause it right now, rewind, start from the beginning, and listen to that whole intro again. Uh, I think you made a lot of good points there, and uh, I, I certainly agree with everything that I heard. And I think, uh, in general, like, when we're talking about the mass public, there's kind of this, like rushing to get it done, like, everything in their, their fitness is, like, just something off to the side, and it's, like, 100-meter dash, they just try to get it over with. It's really, like, when you're, when you're putting exercising and dieting and stuff into your life, it shouldn't be, like, oh, there's an end date for this. I'm going to exercise this hard until this four-week challenge is over, or until this diet challenge is over. I think it, it's such a it's a recipe for just a crash and burn as soon as those four weeks or whatever are over. So I, I totally agree with that. And um, we're going to just kind of talk about a little bit more of the, the practical stuff that we can do if you're already part of a CrossFit gym. And um, uh, we're going to talk about like kind of programming for classes because, uh, you know, 
anybody that was with Stark for a while knows that we used to do like a part A, part B, part C. I remember those days just getting slogged and laying on the ground dying after and looking at Paul like, what have I done to upset you? Whereas now we've been doing a lot more like skill work, a lot more thorough of a warm-up before, doing a couple rounds of the workout before we actually do it. And uh, I think now is a great time to talk about that change and um, your thoughts on it. Why? Why the change? Why? No. Um, we have had some some clients say that, you know, I kind of miss the the part A, part B, part C of workouts. But um, what I found was like we were we were doing a bit more strength bias programming and it was it was definitely taking more time in classes and coaches weren't able to coach as much. And that's what people are paying for when they're going to a CrossFit gym. They're paying for coaching. And you should be like, you know, even in the warm-up, coaches should be calling you um, on movement patterns if you're not doing something properly. Um, just kind of getting you in that right mindset. You know, obviously we want people moving well all the time, but um, sometimes you get sloppy, sometimes you get lazy, sometimes you get tired, and it's our job to kind of keep you, keep you on the ball there. But... Um, I was doing more strength bias programming. We would do like a, a five by five, you know, back squats at like maybe 80, 80 to 83% of your one rep max or something like that. And it would take a while to, uh, to get that done. And then I'd have like a six minute AMRAP programmed in and maybe it's like, you know, six minute AMRAP of 15 barbell snatches at 65, 95 and uh, 15 ring dips or something like that. So then you have to go and you have to warm up those movements. And then we might end up running over in class. And it was just taking a lot of time. And, you know, I do understand people want to get the strength portion in. Uh, I know people want to get hot and sweaty in, in workouts and leave feeling like they've, they've put in some work. Um, the shorter, like, six-minute workout is definitely going to have a higher intensity than if we do, like, a 20-minute AMRAP or 25 or 30 or something like that. But um, the, the intensity is going to be different. But the the issue was just it was taking um, too long in classes. Uh, my coaches weren't able to coach as much. It was more so, like, directing traffic and just, like, and especially we had our smaller smaller gym back then. So um, when we went to, it was actually a while back that we had switched over and stopped doing like part A, part B, part C and, and the strength bias programming. And the goal was to try to get people focusing on the movements that they were doing in the workout that day and then really having a chance to give coaches the, the time to coach the movements and get people better. So I know some of the comments that uh, that I've I've heard is, uh, you know, I wish we went back to that because I feel like I was able to, to get more in and stuff. But I think the, the quality wasn't there and that now we're doing a way better job of coaching athletes and getting them to focus on the movements, even if it is like a double bell kettlebell, uh, double kettlebell jerk, uh, clean and jerk, or, um, you know, if it's uh, kettlebell swings or any barbell work, like we're doing multiple rounds of the workout before the workout starts. And they're, they're shorter rounds, but coaches are giving athletes something to focus on while they're doing the movements, while they're warming up. And it's up to the athlete to really take advantage of that and, uh, and you know, try to move as well as they can and take that coaching for for what it's worth and, and get as good as you can at those movements. So it is practice. It's done at a, a lower heart rate. 
and it's definitely going to help athletes to progress as as athletes. Yeah, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna circle back to the point you were talking about at the beginning there because I I really think that's so important. But um, when you join a CrossFit gym, you're not just here to work out; you're actually here to get coached. And the difference between a CrossFit gym and your conventional you know boot camp kind of gym where you're just ordered around to go do a million push-ups and stuff is there's a real opportunity for you to learn something new each class or to at least get better at something you're already doing and that's there's so much value in that that I think can be underrated if your goal is just to come in and hit your head against the wall because you know CrossFit coaches like um because I'm right uh, kind of finishing up the coaching development program like I've seen how much work all of the coaches here go through and it's like you know you don't do a hundred hours of shadowing and all this stuff just so that you can go in and be a cheerleader right like we've learned all these things so that we can teach people how to move properly and you know I've noticed definitely since I even just since I started shadowing like the the movement patterns that I've seen from a lot of people here have improved and people seem to be moving better and uh, like, I've seen the difference just in, you know, a couple months because I think we spent so much more time getting those movement patterns dialed in. And I'm seeing a lot more people getting PRs that aren't just, oh, I PR'd this lifter this time, but, like, I got my first toe to bar or something more technical like that, which is, which is really cool to see because that's something that comes with some patience but also persistence. And that, that mix is a really good combination. You, that can make some pretty incredible things happen. Yeah, it does, um, it does pay off coaching athletes and uh, for the athletes that really want to take it to that next level. And it doesn't mean that you have to be competitive and it doesn't have to be just CrossFit gyms. There's, I'm sure there's a lot of great gyms out there that are focusing on movement and mechanics and technique. And then there's a lot out there that are just like, you know, give me your money, I will make you sweat, and you're not going to get any better, but you'll be sweaty when you're done. And I had, uh, you know, I've had previous coaches, uh, not here, but like around the city, say, hey, you should offer a, a hockey program. You don't even have to, like parents just throw their money at you, and all you got to do is make their kid run around for an hour so that when the parents come, the kid's tired and sweaty, and uh, they're happy because they think that, uh, that you made them work hard. And I'm like, did you really just say that to me? And, uh, you know, I've, I've had people want to rent out the gym uh, in our previous space and uh, come and try it out with, uh, with their clients and, and doing like a boot camp type class and uh, just watching people like with horrible form and technique with kettlebells and, uh, and just really poor movement patterns. But these people are are sweating and they're dying and, you know, they're high-fiving each other after the workout and stuff. And my clients who were just, like, hanging around were like, I can't believe, like, that those coaches let their athletes get away with that. And I was I was happy to hear that because, obviously, they can see the difference in, you know, proper coaching versus, like, just yelling at someone, getting them to do the work and not worrying about how they're moving. So... Um, I think this can, you know, take us into our next point, long-term versus short-term goals and mindset. So, you know, when you start training, say you have, you know, 100 pounds to lose or more, or you, you want to be able to back squat a certain amount or whatever the goal is, 
you know, you want to have some long-term goals. I know I've talked to people when they're like, oh, yeah, when I'm, you know, two years from now, I want to be able to do this. And four years from now, I want to be able to do this. And not everyone can think like that because, you know, two to four years down the road is, is a bit of time. And uh, it is very, very tough if someone's goal and mindset is I want to lose 30 pounds in, like, you know, a month or, you know, something like that because they're going on a trip. They're not thinking about the long-term after effects of, you know, what's going to happen to their body um, after that trip. You're probably going to gain all that weight back because you ended up choosing sustainable or not sustainable methods of going about getting to that goal. Um, I've had people who, you know, come here and uh, they say, I'm getting married in a year and I want to start training so I can trim down. And it's like, that is awesome. Like, I commend people for doing that rather than like, holy shit, I'm getting married in two weeks and I need to drop about 20 pounds so I can fit into my wedding dress or my tux or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, having a, having a long-term goal and then just like doing a blueprint and making a, a plan, working back from that date is what's going to help to get people successful and having sustainable methods like I had mentioned previously with the grocery shopping and the food prep and uh, and planning your workouts for the week and all that kind of stuff is going to help to make you successful. One of my best friends uh, is a is a previous Olympic uh, athlete. He he went to the uh, Olympics in London for rowing, and the reason he got there was because he made good choices over and over and over, and not going out and partying at night and getting up at. 4.30 in the morning so he could be on the dock at 5 a.m. so that he could be in his boat at 5.01 and all that kind of stuff. Like, that stuff will lead you to your goals. And you don't have to have the goal of being an Olympic athlete, but, you know, keeping that in mind, all those choices are going to get you to your goal. And uh, I think that's something that people need to really sit down and, and plan ahead for and just really make sure that they have the mindset of a champion, the mindset that they can be successful and knowing that whatever steps that they are going to take um, have to be in that direction rather than, you know, taking steps backwards. Yeah, it's funny and <clears throat> I can relate to this and I know you can relate to this too, but like uh, in long distance endurance training, it's, you don't start off your half marathon run looking at a finish line, right? It's not about oh, here is this, like, end goal that, like, I'm just going to run as hard as I can until I get to here. It's like, put your head down, you know it's got a long way to go, and you know you're, you're dedicating your time to a process. And it's, it's a big mindset change for a lot of people. Because a lot of people that have jobs will just think, oh, I'm just going to try and make it to the end of the day, right? It's like they're counting down the minutes until the clock strikes five, and then they run home. And it's like, that's so not the mentality you can have with training, because it's like, you know, a big bag of rice is really heavy, but each grain of rice is so light. It's the accumulation of a bunch of really small, well-done training sessions. It's not just no one training session will make you a whole bunch fitter. It's the accumulation of a bunch of really high-quality work done. Really? I can't, I can't just make all my gains in one day? Uh, no, yeah, it doesn't work that way. No, but um, yeah, with... Um, with a with our next point, like using using your hour in class, there's people who you know have very specific goals that need to put in extra time, extra training, uh, maybe extra training sessions in a day, and uh, and that's that's fine. But there's a lot of people that don't have that time. They have the hour, 
um, that they can put into a class and really try to get the most out of that. So just being efficient with your time in class. And I know that there's, you know, a coach in here from start to finish, getting everyone warmed up, telling you exactly what to do, how to move, reminding you, you know, proper proper cues and coaching on uh, on how you should be executing these movements, whether it's the warm-up, um, the, the run-through of the technique work for the workout and the workout. But, um, you know, really making sure that in that warm-up, for the first few minutes, it's fine to like, you know, chat and catch up with people in class. And we usually have like five minutes where you're going to skip a row or, you know, do some like shuttle runs and some dynamic warm up and stuff like that to allow people if they're late to kind of come in and get into class and, and just, you know, allow people to chat a little bit. And then we get more into the dynamic warm up where you're going to be getting your body moving in ways that you're going to need to for the workout or in ways that you normally don't throughout the day. Um, after that, when we do a little bit of a whiteboard session, so that's when we would like talk about what's, what's on the menu for the day. So just like, uh, explaining all the movements as prescribed and then giving you breakdowns of, Hey, if we got to scale the movement, you got to make it, um, you know, challenging for yourself, but you can't do the full movement. Then we'll go over that stuff as well. And then we take some time to go over the, the skill work. So this is something that people probably underuse in classes and just like really taking advantage of, for example, if we're doing a barbell thruster, which is basically adding a, a front squat and a push press together, working on making it a little bit more efficient and uh, and seamless. So, you know, just in our warm up, we might end up doing some strict pressing, some front squats, some push press, some more front squats, um, just working on, on getting that bar path uh, so that when we stand up, we're launching the bar off the shoulders and continuing with that press overhead. Um, and then when we bring the bar back down, receiving it on the shoulders and then using our legs to, uh, to absorb that bar as we go back down into that squat. So, you know, doing that stuff and really paying attention uh, to what the coach is saying and what the, the one focused cue is, um, for those reps is going to get you further. It should get you feeling what you should be feeling for that workout um, or that movement, and then basically deciding what kind of weight you're going to use for it. So we usually have a prescribed weight, but if an athlete isn't, you know, moving well with it, or if they uh, they can't lift that weight, then obviously you just go lighter so that uh, you can look good and move well with it. So uh, after that, we end up hitting the workout. So usually there's a, a recommended time that someone should be finishing so that they have the desired effect and the dose response that, uh, that they should be getting for that workout. So if a workout is supposed to take like, you know, three minutes, that is going to be very high intensity, um, as compared to like a 20 minute workout or a 30 minute workout. So the intensity is going to be a lot lower. The volume is going to be higher in those longer workouts, but in that shorter workout, that's going to be like you sprinting into the building to save a basket of kittens when it's on fire and then like getting back out. And, you know, that three minutes will still leave you laying on your back and you'll probably be feeling that in your lungs and throat for the rest of the day or at least a good three to four hours. But um, there's there's always different different reasons for doing workouts and different uh, different responses that you should be getting from those workouts. So you know, taking your time and really paying attention during that warm up, during that uh, 
that skill work is going to pay off and that's going to help you down the road to, to become a better athlete and a better mover. Yeah, absolutely. And, and on that intensity uh, factor, when we're talking about, you know, making sure that the stimulus of the workout is the same for everybody, like the, there's a lot of people I know who can, who could probably do Diane RX. Like we did Diane a couple of weeks back and it was like, you know, I, a lot of people can deadlift 225 and do 21 handstand push-ups, but it's like, if it's going to take you 15, 20 minutes, it's a completely different workout than the guys who are doing it in three minutes or two and a half. And it's like, like you're saying, lungs are on fire, bleeding from the ears kind of stuff. Becomes becomes a very different workout really quickly. And uh, that's a nice little transition to uh, our last point here, which is that uh, less is definitely more. And, you know, we just talked about, you know, class is only an hour long, so... Uh, it's important that we're making the most of it. And, you know, we dedicate a decent amount of time to, like, doing a couple rounds of the workout before we do it. And that's a really good time if you're an athlete to be, like, asking questions, making sure that you know how you're moving, being like, hey, coach, can I, can you check this out before we start the workout? Because that's the time to be going over stuff, not necessarily, like, right when you're in the middle of the workout, you're sweaty and you're breathing hard and your coach says, oh, you should put your weight a little bit more on heels and you like don't even understand what they're saying because, you know, your head's on fire and, you know, it, it gets lost in the drama of the workout and you should have the motor patterns down at least well enough that like when you start doing the workout, when you feel your form breaking down, you shouldn't have to have the coach telling you, hey, do this. They should probably have already gone over it in warm up. And you're like, oh, right, yep, I remember that. Like, it should be like quick little cues that you're like, yep, I remember doing that in warm up. I sh that's what I should be fixing now. Yep, taking, this is going back to taking advantage of, uh, you know, what the what the coaches are saying and, and trying to help you with. And, um, you know, if you're, Usually everyone that's coming here is wanting to get coached. That's that's the reason they're coming here. So we're not selling like a gym membership so you can come in and put your headphones on and go and lift weights. This is like, you know, group coaching. And uh, the, all the coaches spend a lot of time on their own training to, to get better. Um, I, I love seeing that our coaches are always doing something different. They're always doing something that they're not good at to get better at it. And always like you know i i can't be happier uh when i see athletes like you know coming in and doing olympic lifting and everything um working on skill work all that kind of stuff like it's just it's something that i want coaches to pass on to athletes and i i want athletes to see it as well so it's like hey you know they are still they're working on that stuff as well um you know going going back to the the less is more like ben had said um you know, always doing stuff high volume, um, high rep isn't always the answer. Um, really just focusing on doing the best you can with where you're at at that current time. Um, you know, whatever the workout is, whatever the movement is, do the best, the absolute best that you can. And, um, you know, if you're not sure about it, ask for help. So some of the some of the suggestions that uh, I would have if you are looking for training a personal trainer a group uh, group training would be it's not always about the education of the trainer um, I know some very well educated trainers that have multiple degrees and I have seen them training people with shitty form, not knowing how to swing a kettlebell, 
um, teaching bad form and bad technique, and you know they've got all the book knowledge, but when it comes to practical application, they're doing things that are potentially dangerous for the client. So it's it's tough because just because someone's got a bunch of letters behind their name you think that you should be, um, <laughs> that they should know what they're doing, and that's not always the case. Um, you know, watch, see if you can watch what they're doing with a client, um, take part in a class, and just see the type of feedback you get or the type of feedback other athletes get. Um, you know, ask, ask people for references. Um, you know, if you're looking for someone, someone good as a coach, are you, you know, are you getting a good coach? If it happens to be a, you know, a CrossFit gym or a gym that they're doing group training, find out exactly what you're going to be getting in a class. Go and take part in classes. Um, you know, one might not even be enough. So if you go and maybe you don't have the best experience, just like ask if you can do a second class. And if the second one wasn't very good either, then the third one probably won't be, uh, and so on. But try, you know what, try different places out. Um, ask questions, have, have questions written down ahead of time so that you can go over that with, uh, with the owner or manager or anything like that. Um, you know, really just ask, you know, what their experiences are, uh, what type of athletes they work with, if, you know, they're willing to help you out after class with stuff, or if it's just like a type of gym where it's like, get in, do your workout, and get the hell out of here because we've got more people coming in. That's usually not a good sign, and usually uh, people are just trying to trying to make as, as much money as they can and, uh, and do as little for it as possible. So keep that in mind, too. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's some more stuff here, too, that I'm... <laughs> that I've got, but um, yeah, just, you know, make sure wherever you go um, that you are getting a quality service for the amount of money that you're paying. And, you know, some people are always looking for the cheapest option. That's not always the best option. And, um, you know, like sometimes something can be a little bit more expensive or higher on the price side, but, you know, if it means that you're getting better quality and a better return for your investment, then that's something you should definitely be taking into consideration. You know, if, if this gym down the road is charging 50 bucks less a month, but they have a lot less training times and their coaches are just like, you know, hey, you got uh, this certification? All right, you're you're a new coach. And uh, that's not something that, you know, ask ask how much training their coaches have, or if there's uh, if there's any investment into their uh, their coaching, so that you can uh, you know reap some of the rewards of that. You got anything to say, Ben? Man, I feel like <laughs> like just there's smoke all over this room. Like I can't even see straight. I I think you got it. I think you got it, Paul. Mic drop. Mic drop. Okay, I'm not gonna drop this mic. This is the only one we have. So, um, no, I. Biggest, biggest takeaway from this, everyone, is like, you know, what are your goals? What do you want to get out of your training? Is it short-term? If that's all you're looking for, then, you know, find someone that's going to give you some short-term goals and whatever route you have to take to get there. Um, then, yeah, if you're fine with that, go for it. If you're someone who does want, you know, longevity in your training and you still want to be moving well and doing stuff with your kids when you're 70 and 80 years old and your grandkids and maybe your great grandkids 
then you know, look for a place that's going to teach you how to move better and how to function better. Um, you know, other, I, a lot of people are looking at what they can get in the shortest time and the shortest amount of effort put in as possible. And uh, I just, I'm not a huge, huge fan of that. It's, uh, you know, what can you do for me now that's going to give me something later on and down the road. Another thing I've heard a lot from people is that uh, they're, they're doing group training. Um, so they'll have like a trainer working with, you know, three, four or five other people at a time and they're paying for personal training. So basically they show up to the gym, their workouts on the board, they're very similar every time that they come in and uh, they're still paying like $60, $70 per session to work uh, in a personal training setting, except, you know, you're sharing that trainer with another, you know, four or five, six people. So that's something that, you know, people should look into as well. If you're going to be signing up for personal training, then you'd consider it to be a little more personalized. You want to make sure that, you know, that trainer is working with you and focused on you and focusing on, you know, how you can do better, uh, move better, and execute the uh, exercises accordingly. All about getting the beach bod, right? It's yeah. the The beach bod will come. It's uh, it's just you know you got to be consistent and uh, and make good choices. Hashtag make good choices. So I think uh, I think that's about it for today's podcast. And um, hopefully you guys liked it. If you have any questions, send us an email at info at starkstrength.com. That's s t a r k e strength.com. And our phone number here is 204-421-8801. If you want to follow us on Instagram, our Instagram page is at Stark CrossFit. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you got something to take away from this podcast with Ben and I. And um, yeah, hopefully you'll uh, tune in again. Take care, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.